Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Sports Day WA. It's all thanks to Toolmart, the complete tool centre, and also Kia. Peter Vlahos with in-studio guest, the outgoing CEO of the West Australian Cricket Association in Christina Matthews. Christina, we spoke before the break about uh, getting Justin Langer on board, and all of a sudden, things started to turn around fairly quickly, which was just incredible to see that WA was back where it had been all those years ago at the top of the cricket tree. Yeah, he was uh, only coach for, I think, less than 18 months when we won our first one-day title of the period and then not long after that, our first Big Bash League and then there was a, a, a kind of a, a run of those and um, uh, and then as time moved on, we won a couple of women's trophies as well. Um, the thing that always evaded us um, was a Shield win and uh, part of that was... Um, we were happy to be winning the, the white ball tournaments because we needed to be creating our depth in, in the long form and we knew as time went on in the, the men's game that there were some players who couldn't play all three formats for physical reasons, um, for just um, not being able to cope with the demands of th- three formats. And um, so when we um, change um, uh, from Justin to Adam, we were able to sit down as a um, sort of group and look at, well, how do we win a shield? And we made some decisions around players like um, Jason Berendorf, Andrew Ty, about they were only going to play white ball cricket. And then you produce players who will play in the early times only red ball cricket, such, such as um, Joel Paris mm. seems to be a red ball. So understanding our playing group better was, was part of that, which is very difficult for people. And the game has changed so much. And, you know, sport is a romantic um, place to be and people always look for what went before. But, um, you know, there's always challenges. And our, our current challenges is um, franchise cricket around the world. How are we going to adjust to that? How do we make sure our players always want to come back to WA and don't become um, journeymen or, as is the case now, journeywomen? Uh, mm. The opportunities for the women I- I- is enormous. So you've got to be on top of every change that's happening in the game. And, you know, unfortunately in, in sport, some people don't like change. It's interesting uh, that Cricket Australia has been so complimentary and they have really uh, huge tributes regarding what you've done for cricket, not only in WA but in Australia. And you've been an advocate. You uh, basically formed the WA Cricket uh, Foundation and created opportunities for thousands of people 
of all abilities and backgrounds to play the game of cricket. You've always been, because of your great playing record, 20 test matches for Australia, numerous, of course, uh, uh, one-day internationals as well. Uh, and still, to this day, you've played more than test matches in the women's uh, game than anybody else. So you've got a real passion for the game, but you wanted to broaden it yeah. from, as we discussed earlier, a male-dominated sport. Is that one of your great delights to see where it's come away from the men's game? Yeah, look, there's a couple of things with, with that. One, I think everybody should have equal opportunity and where you have a, a, an opportunity to create those um, uh, opportunities for people who might not have them, you should do it. But there's also a business imperative. If you're only ever um, focusing on one half, of the, one half of the population in terms of gender and what is becoming a smaller proportion of your overall community, um, i.e. traditionally white men your business is going to run into trouble. So there's kind of smart business thinking behind doing that as well. Um, it starts off in the right place being about um, equality and diversity and inclusion. But it pretty much then rolls into people see what you're doing and they want to be associated with it because um, companies now want to be associated with um, organisations that are doing good in the community and they can hang their hat on to be part of and so forth. So we know that the um, development of the foundation and the broadening of our game has made a massive difference to our commercial opportunities, um, particularly where um, commercial partners are concerned. We've loved watching, uh, of course, the Perth Scorchers in the WBBL and the Australian cricket team, and there's yeah. been great West, West Australian representation in that. When you look at the WBBL, you know, Beth Mooney has been involved with us. Even Meg Lanning was yeah. involved with us for a while and, and so many others. I spoke to John Maguire many moons ago, oh, yep. who was yeah. such an in, a great Indigenous yeah. cricketer that never played for WA but was a great cricketer at club level, and I asked him why maybe Indigenous people hadn't taken up cricket, and he felt... He was a bit compromised by answering the question. What's your experience when it comes to Indigenous players maybe not taking up cricket to the volume of other sports, particularly ball sports? Look, I think there's um, well, there's a couple of issues there in terms of when John played. It wasn't a we weren't a particularly open mm. country, and if you watched movies or TV series from that era, you'll understand what I'm saying. It was a very um, uh, sort of white Anglo-Saxon um, uh, environment, a and cricket is really connected to the colonisation of our country and the British coming and taking over. So there's always been that negativity um, towards cricket. Now, you couple that with the fact that traditional cricket is very equipment-heavy um, and very difficult to play and very... Um, I, I think only golf, historically, would be have more rules than um, mm. that. It, it's not an easy game just to pick up a bat and, and ball and, and go ahead with it. In more modern times, you know, we've realised that cricket can be played in many different forms uh, and many different ways. So we have wonderful programs now for Aboriginal players um, that start at five-year-olds through the adults. And, in fact, um, on uh, in a couple of days, our um, male and female Aboriginal teams go away to play in the national um, championships. And two years ago, we formed an Aboriginal Talent Academy to try and break down some of those things. Um, very difficult. We, our history is littered with stories of males and females who played for WA who never recognised their Aboriginal heritage because what would have happened had they done it. And most of these people were of paler skin so they could get away with being European mm. or, or white. But, you know, we know that um, we, we have one particular woman early days of, of WA women's cricket. If she'd said 
and owned her Aboriginal heritage, she would have had her children taken off her. Um, we know of a, a male cricketer, um, you know, in the late 50s, early 60s, that if, if he acknowledged his Aboriginal heritage, he would have been forced into um, uh, shutdowns, um, uh, uh, curfews, so forth, and wouldn't have been accepted in the community. And, um, you know, I think, well, you can't ever prove this. I think probably that's what happened to John, um, uh, um, that uh, he was obviously Aboriginal um, and, and life was difficult for him at the time. Christina, just looking at yourself now, were there times during your 12-year tenure where the job got too much for you? Yeah, several. Because you, you actually <laughs> took a bit of time away from the game, didn't you, just to yeah, and the last, maybe get yourself right? Yeah, the last 18 months have been very difficult and I've taken two breaks in, in that time. Um and there's been a lot of talk about our board um, in, in that period. Because it was a volatile situation for a while with the board, wasn't it? Well, it still is. Um, there is a, a certain board member who, um, if people are aware of, of some of the things he's alleged to have done, they would be horrified. Um, but, um, you know, it's a board matter. I'm not able to speak freely other than how it affects me. And some of the correspondence I've got from that board member is horrific. Um, and, you know, in those periods I took off, I didn't want to be around um, that individual and, you know, the members of the board who were supporting that individual. That's not one of the reasons why you've decided to step away? No, no. Not at all? No, no. It wasn't... Uh, I never let any individual um, force me into decisions. I think about what I want to do and how I want to do it, but, you know, if that's the direction that the members and the board want to go, well, um, you know, that's their prerogative into the future. What about cricket here at Optus Stadium? Uh, the test match, the Eastern States uh, media had a field day saying that the attendances weren't acceptable for that test match that we had against, firstly, the West Indies and, of course, Pakistan this year. What do you say to those critics? Well, you know, it's like any stats. You can choose to, to do them anyway. The fact of the matter is we had a 40% more crowd than we'd ever had before for a Pakistan test match. We, in fact, had a higher attendance on day four than uh, I think Brisbane um, did. So um, there's all sorts of things. If you look at attendance on a per capita basis, we're way ahead of other states uh, in terms of the uh, percentage of population that goes to test cricket. So uh, I think as a, cricket's always been a sport that's been about spreading the game around um, and ensuring the states get even opportunity. Will and we get a test match every summer going forward, We have think? to. There, there is... We are contracted in various contractors, whether um, it's with So this talk about taking the test match away from Western Australia, can't legally, happen. it can't happen. Can't happen. Right. Yeah. We know we're going to get an Ashes um, test match. Um, we know we're going to get an Indian test match because they're five test um, series. Um, uh, our government is very supportive of um, uh, test cricket and, and cricket um, uh, generally. And, look, we've seen... The last two years, the Perth Scorchers have broken every record going. They're far and away the leading team in the country for attendances. Well, you're getting over 40,000 here. I was yeah. broadcasting the game. It was just fantastic. It was, you're yeah. You're walking around in your all-orange outfit. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I don't know what I'm going to do with all them. <laughs> um, but it, it's, it's just been magnificent. We, we, um, we always take a conservative approach to what our crowds are going to be because that's the unknown. But we blew it away the last um, two years and the players love that. The players are heavily engaged with how, what more do we need to do? How can we do it? But it's a, the BBL's a, com, a combination of on-field success and off-field 
um, uh, fan engagement and how you treat um, the people coming to the games. Christine, a couple of final questions I need to get through. It's been just such an engaging chat. Uh, the Wacker redevelopment, yeah. uh, which is a crowning glory for you. Yeah. Uh, you went to yeah. the government. I think you got, what, $75 million, something like that. Um, yeah. When it's completed, what will it be like and what will be housed at the Wacker? Yeah, so it's ended up being a $164 million Is that right? Was it initially yeah. about 75 It was an, That was the plan, $75 okay. million. And uh, then we got hit by COVID and, and um, price increases. And um, then the government wanted to put a swimming pool in. So, um, <laughs> so Basil Zemble said a few things to say about that. Yeah, that's right. But, that, I mean, the aquatic facility is uh, we, were, we will be the envy of the country. When people see it um, when it's finished, it'll be a different experience, but um, it's fantastic. The cricket facilities are going to be outstanding for our players, and, and that, that was the driving force originally. Our players have the worst facilities in the country, and players don't like coming here from uh, other states to play because everything's sort of below par. So new dressing rooms, new gym, new sports medicine, a, a new 10-lane uh, indoor centre, fantastic. But also for the community. The the aquatic facility will be fantastic. We have an all-abilities playground. Um, uh, we have sensory rooms, calming rooms and changing places for severely disabled. Our museum will be fantastic. We've got a new two-levelled um, museum about the Wacker Ground itself and then cricket at the Wacker Ground. Um, and we hope to be able to tell those stories. I mean, there's been something like 50 concerts at the Wacker, you know, with mm. the Rolling Stones, the Monkeys, Neil oh, Diamond. I saw my very first concert at the Wacker in 1974. I saw Neil Diamond there. Yeah, there you so, go. I remember it. So having those things on display in and around the ground is going to be fantastic. And it, look, it's amazing. It takes so long to get going and it's going to be finished in June next year. So Really um, excited yeah. about that. We could talk forever. Uh, what will you miss about the job when you depart on March the 28th? As you walk out those Wacker doors for the final time as a CEO and you look back over your right shoulder at the uh, the ground in your office, what will you miss the most? Well, if I was being facetious, I'd say my car park. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, look, I think it's like when you play. The thing you miss are the people and the camaraderie that goes with working in a sports in environment. Um, the, um, you know, we're, as, as you've said, we've won 14 titles and the lovely part about that is just sitting quietly after the game with the players, with the coaches, with the staff and thinking about, gee, how good w w was mm. that? Um, and so um, – and we always make sure the staff and the players celebrate together. So if it's not on the day, we have an event in the next few days where everybody can come together because – Everybody contributes, and um, it was lovely to finish up on the weekend with a, a, a women's test match um, with Australia playing and winning and iconic things like um, Annabelle's 200. Yes. Um, Elisa's Healy, 99, which I, I said to her, more people will talk about 99 than 100, 100. and yeah. all of a sudden her and Mitch are Mr and Mrs 99. <laughs> uh, so um, those sort of things are, are, are what you'll um, miss, but... Uh, I'll enjoy, I think for the first month, I'll just drive past the Wacker about 100 times a day watching the redevelopment. But, yeah, uh, yeah the people is, is what you always miss. You're an Eastern Stater when you were born and bred. I think you were mm. born in Victoria. Yeah. You spent uh, a lot of time in New South Wales playing cricket there. Will you stay in WA? Yeah. I mean, I, I've always loved Western Australia. I came here a lot as a player and enjoyed it immensely. And 
um, when we first came over, you kind of, this is more a, a defence mechanism than anything really. You sort of go, oh, probably three years and I'll go back. And that's more a defence about, well, what if I'm hopeless? Mm. Um, and, uh, you know, we've just grown to love Perth and WA and, and th this is home now. And uh, I think we all got an opportunity during COVID to really understand how lucky we are here. Can I congratulate you? I'm going to miss you, actually, because you've been a great uh, supporter of myself and uh, certainly the radio organisations that I've uh, worked for. You've always been very open and are very accommodating. I wish you the best. I'm Thank glad you. you're staying put, yeah. and I know you'll be looking at other opportunities uh, in the not-too-distant future. We're of the same generation. I think we've got the same morals and the same understanding of what's right and what's wrong, and you've done a lot of right things at the Wacker. So... Congratulations. Thanks for taking the time out to cross the river and come to our studios here and wish you the best in retirement and enjoy the final five weeks. Thank you very much. Christina Matthews joining us here on SENWA Sports Day. Really enjoyed that. Back with more to wrap it up after this.